Welcome to Triple T, that is Top 10 Talks, where we bring you Top 10 everything. Sports, movies, TV, celebrities, food, and much more. Get ready for another list of our hosts, Adam and Chris, here on this week's episode of Top 10 Talks. dude back at it again what's going on everybody chris here with top 10 talks i got dad on the line it's just the dynamic duo this week what's going on padre oh yeah same old thing living the dream l-i-v-i-n huh hell yeah 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 so this week uh we are doing top 10 canceled tv shows now we didn't i don't think we like set out exact ground rules on what would qualify as like a canceled show. Right. So when I was doing that, when I was setting up my list, I was thinking to myself, like I didn't want to go past three seasons because I felt like after three seasons, the show would have gotten a fairly decent shake to like work out any writing, really start to garner a following kind of a deal. Right. Uh, so I, you know anything past three seasons, then you're talking about bad time slots. You know, maybe they change executives at a studio, and these that the new executive just doesn't like the show or the showrunner. You know, shit like that happens all the time. Right. Um, so that's kind of why I, I I cut myself off at at three seasons. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I. I um... So I kind of had the same instinct, but I there's one there's one that I picked that's more than that's more than three seasons that is just like a personal preference of mine. Sure. Like I just really loved this particular show, and well, and if you have any any of the uh, any Netflix shows on there, yeah, you know they don't do seasons the same way that you know, standard broadcast TV does. Mm-hmm. So like Netflix will break it up into two parts per year. I don't consider each part to be a season. Sure. It's more like uh, in broadcast TV where they take the winter break and then they come back after the new year. Right. And they, they give you the last like 10, 12 episodes of a season. Um, yeah. So I've, I've only got, It it is generally reviewed very high, uh, sixty five out of a hundred, based on twenty two reviews. Overall approval rating of seventy three percent, seven out of ten based on twenty six reviews on another one. So, I mean, overall the show the show was re- reviewed fairly well. Right. And it's just one of those shows. Yeah, I kind of hope like and. Just like somebody fucking go, this was a really well thought out show. Maybe we should fucking reboot it. That's the whole Holly thing, Hollywood thing now. Well, was everybody's on strike now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor bastards. Poor bastards. That's my number. What eight? Eight. Uh, yep. All right, number eight. I've got Batman Beyond. Well, you're just going cartoonish today, aren't you? Um, 
Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, actually, How about half of them. Hold on. One, two, three, four. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, five. Yeah, so half. Um, yeah, Batman Beyond. This is um, another cartoon. It was like, oh, five? Batman Beyond. Let's see. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. 99. Yeah, 99 to 01. Um, basically, it's um, Bruce Wayne is like an old man right and he's retired he's retired the costume he's retired batman and he's looking for somebody to take his place as batman and uh i don't think he's ever i think in in the original uh if i remember he wasn't looking no like, no he he just like happens upon this kid who right. is a good fit for batman and the kid has to convince him to, like, when the kid figures out that he was Batman, he has to, like, convince Bruce to teach him to be Batman. Right. Right. Um, and so, basically, like, Bruce Wayne sort of becomes his... Um, his man in the chair. Right. Right. And um, it was it was just such a cool show. And... I don't I don't remember why it only got three seasons. It really only I thought it got more than that. Yeah, I mean it's it's fifty two episodes, so Yeah. Um yeah, that'd be it's usually like twelve, thirteen episodes a season, something like that. Um but yeah. Really cool. Kevin Conroy as as a Batman, the Batman, Seth Green, um, freaking, who was? Oh no, never mind. I'm thinking of something else. But yeah, um, kind of everything that you want out of a Batman series. It was gritty, dark. Yeah, and like the the cool thing about it was that because it was in this like futuristic setting like all of the cool like technologies that kind of makes batman batman was like all on steroids in this show right so it was it was kind of cool to see like batman have all of like the really really high-tech gadgetry that like you wanted him to have and it was just like Bruce Wayne dicking around in a laboratory for, you know, decades, just making all of this cool shit. Free summer. Yeah. Wow. Let's see. Yeah, it was it's it was nominated in one well, it won five daytime enemy and at well daytime Emmys um is nominated 12 times for daytime Emmys or 14 times excuse me it had a bunch of mo spin-off movies too yeah i mean it's 
Yeah, it was it was a really freaking good show, and I have no clue why. Yeah, thirteen episodes in the first season, twenty six in the second season, and then thirteen. In the yeah. <clears throat> yeah, but anyways, that's my number eight. Number eight. Um, my number seven is a sitcom. Uh, another sitcom because I love them. <clears throat> called Enlisted. Hmm. It's about uh, three brothers. Uh, one of them is in the army, and the other two just kind of do stupid-ass shit constantly. And he's always having to fucking, like, try and fix their stuff. And then they manage... They... So all three of them are in the army. Mm. The oldest brother is, like, the sergeant and does really well. And then he has his two younger brothers who are screw-ups. And right. it's just... I thought it was a really funny show. I watched it on Hulu. And I was like, oh, this show's fucking hilarious. And after the 13th episode, I'm like, great, I can't wait till next season. And then I looked back and I went, oh, this show's from 2014. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but really, really good show. Really funny. Enlisted. Keith David gets an award for this show. Right. Uh, best Supporting Actor. Jeff Stoltz is the main character. Yeah. Christopher Lowell. Right. He's on... Um, oh, what's the new show that he's... Yeah. Uh, hold on a second. Do, 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 do. How I Met Your Father. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a great show. Funny premise, pokes fun at the military, which, you know, kind of went against the grain in 2014, but. Eh, you know, there are plenty of, um, plenty of room for. So. Right. You know, I mean, it's like, oh, we can't poke fun at the military. You're like, they're begging to be made fun of. Come on. They make fun of themselves plenty. Right. Um, American Sigon premiered in 2014. They sent an initial order for 13 for the single camera comedy. Despite low ratings, the show received many good reviews. Yeah, 7 out of 10. Hmm. Really funny. <clears throat> Should have gotten a book. Sure. Um, I, I think it would have done really well. There's so much room for that show to grow as far as writing and pushing the characters and stuff. But um, you have a chance, definitely watch that show because that show is fucking hilarious. Yeah, I mean, it's <clears throat> Friday nights on Fox. So I mean, right. which is a horrible time slot. Yeah around on Friday nights. Yeah, yeah. I mean basically it was just it was a show that kind of asking to die unfortunately. Right, cuz they pick a, a shitty fucking time slot to uh put it in. Yeah. 
Whereas if they move it to a Thursday night or a Tuesday night, show probably would have flourished and probably would have gotten four to five seasons out of it. Right. But, you know, time slots can be the death of very good shows. Right. It's booty cheeks. Yeah. But definitely have a, like, watch it. Like, you watch the first episode or two and you'll, you'll fucking watch all 13. You'll binge watch that shit. Mm. Yeah. It'll only take you, what, five and a half, six hours? Yeah, just a little half hours. Yeah. And with no commercials, so it's only 22 and, minutes. And uh, you said, oh, yeah, it's on Hulu. On Hulu. That's that's my pick. Nice. Nice. Number seven. Uh, number seven, I've got um, Netflix's Daredevil. That's one where <clears throat> I honestly believe that had Marvel not pulled, started pulling back all of their shows, I honestly believe that one, that show would have gone on. Right. The other shows, uh, you know, Jessica Jones was more entertaining than Luke Cage. Uh, definitely better watch. Of the three, Jessica Jones was the better show. Yeah, uh, for sure. But uh, Daredevil had such a good following. Everybody loves that actor as Daredevil. Um, yeah. And, I mean, the the um, the fight choreography is great. I, the cinematography is really, really good. It's not, like, shaky cam bullshit. Like, you actually get to watch the fight scenes and mm. not, get, not feel like you're going to throw up. Right. Born identity too. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I, if do you remember us watching that in the theater? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was so bad by the second fight scene, I just closed my eyes and waited for the fight scene to end <laughs> because it was so nauseating. Like that's how fucking bad Born Legacy Supremacy or whatever the fuck that one's called is. Yeah, Born. Born Supremacy. Legacy is the third one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, it... I don't know what the fascination was with, um, like, long, like, handheld long lens shots. It's... It you it all comes down to fucking this dumbass Blair Witch Project bullshit, right? Where it's like Blair Witch was all handheld, but it wasn't right. But everybody wanted that like to make you feel like you're writing the action. No, motherfucker, I want to watch the action as if I'm sitting there fucking drinking a beer, watching two assholes go at it in the fucking bar. Right. Whereas like, whereas like something along the lines of like daredevil like you can um like there's a couple of times in daredevil where they have a fight scene that all takes place in one continuous shot right like there's a certain fight scene i think in like the second season where it's him going down a stairwell and all of the shots are like in the center of the stairwell and it's kind of like 
descending down the stairwell, but also rotating through the stairwell as he's going down. Right. <clears throat> Whereas like something like that, like you can see everything that's happening and it makes you feel like you're right there. But it's also cinemagraphically enjoyable. Just, just like very watchable, fairly decent storylines, you know, like great cinematography, great acting. Yeah. But as I honestly think if the the mouse house hadn't fucking decided <laughs> Yeah, no, for sure. It's it's definitely a fucking um, a licensing issue that because that's that's all four shows that's um, all the four five shows because they had the Punisher, um, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and then the group one. I can't remember what the group one's called. And there was um, also uh, was that other one Shang Chi. No, Shang-Chi is the, oh, Iron Fist. You're talking about Iron, Iron Fist. Fist. Yeah, okay, sorry. It shows, yeah. Because Iron Fist is what uh, is the show that brings all of the other members together to right. fight it. <clears throat> so, yeah, there was like six shows that all got pulled back because Mouse House wanted control over it. Mm -hmm. They wanted the revenue off of their streaming services. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good show. I liked it. Um, right. uh, number six. Number six is another Hulu show. Oh, this is actually Hulu exclusive. Uh, it was a show called Reboot. Just came out this year. Very, very fucking funny. Um, it is a behind-the-scenes look at a rebooted television show like the Roseanne, you know, Roseanne or what is now the Connors. Mm. And it, it's the same cast of characters set 20 years in the future, but you're not watching that show. You're watching all those actors trying to come together after, you know, having shitty breakups and, and people fucking each other over. And <clears throat> it was just, such a good show. Mm. Wow. Yeah, Paul, Paul Reiser, Keegan Michael Key, Johnny Knoxville, Judy Knoxville. Greer. Greer. First episode, you see Judy Greer topless. Hell yeah, brother. So, Krista Marie, you, uh, she's was really great in this. Like, it was a really thought out, really well thought out show, and like. Your Uncle Sean turns me on to it. I'm like, he's like, you got to watch the show. I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, I have a hard time taking his advice on TV shows sometimes. Mm. But it, it was it was fucking spot on. So fucking funny. So, dis, again, so dysfunctional. And the show really, although it centers around the cast coming back together and the original writer, it really centers around Rachel Bloom um, is the showrunner and one of the writers and she's forced to work her her father who's Paul Reiser who was an absentee father and kind of fucked her over in her childhood and shit but it's really well done 
Mm. Okay. That's really what the show is about is their relationship. And then you also throw in Knoxville and Key and Greer and their dysfunctionality trying to fucking work together again. Um, Callum Worthy uh, does really great as he was the young kid in the original show. Now he's an adult and he's has been treated basically as a kid his entire life and really doesn't know how to fucking be an adult oh, trying no. to <laughs> so fucking funny. Johnny Knoxville in one episode ends up sleeping with his mom. <laughs> oh Jesus. So it's just it's such a funny show and like Hulu definitely should have fucking re like done that at least two seasons. Like but it was nominated for two Critics Choice Awards. Right. So, like, the show's nominated, gets an 88% like on Rotten Tomatoes, which, you know, IMDb gives it a 7.1. Yeah, it's a yeah. 7.5 out of 10. I mean. Um, some of the funnier parts are, like, when they're showing the writers working together, trying to, like, work out writing in a show. Mm. And some of the foul-mouthed shit that they're saying that you sure as shit can't fucking say these days, but they're still fucking saying it. And Rachel Bloom's like, Oh, like, I don't think like, and the old lady's like, honey, come on. Like it's comedy. Like you can't fucking censor comedy comedies. Like, and it's just so fucking funny. Yeah. Definitely give that one a watch too. So good. And then just, it's one of those things, like, you see Paul Reiser kind of playing this self-centered, egotistical asshole. And you're like, that is Paul Reiser. <laughs> That's Paul Buckman. He doesn't play that. Right. Uh, yeah, definitely give that one a show. Give it only eight episodes, but well worth it. Nice. Okay. Reboot on Hulu. Hulu. Hello. Hello. Um, let's see. Number six. Ooh, okay. This is probably one that nobody really knows about, but uh, Oran High School Host Club. It's like a, um, it's like a romantic anime. It's about this um this girl that goes to a a new school. It's like a very preppy like. Um, sort of like high society um, select school. And um, Host Club. Yeah, basically she ends up going to she ends up being like the um, the assistant to this um, this club in this Japanese high school where they kind of they kind of woo women and sort of are more or less hired by other students and people outside of the school to um, be like like boyfriend dates so that right. like each each of the guys in the club are a certain type. And so they're 
they're sort of hired to be boyfriendy in their own way for all of these um for all of these high school girls basically and um the main the main guy that like all the girls are after ends up falling for this assistant that they hire but um yeah it's like it's in like the anime sort of world as far as like romantic animations go this is kind of this is kind of up there in like really good animes to watch eight out of ten on imdb anybody's interested um but yeah just never i don't know why it's only got one season um but yeah why do i know the name the caitlin class um Caitlin Glass, hold on a second. What else has she been in? That I would have seen. Um a voiceover actress, so Yeah, she does. Um Yeah, I don't know what you would know her from. Yeah, I'm going through her list right now. Like, I know the name from somewhere, and I can't. I don't know why. Let's see. God, she's in a lot of really good stuff too. Doctor Stone, Fruits Baskets, uh, um, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Let's see, Full Metal Alchemist. Ooh, what would you? Please. What would you know? Uh, oh, she was in the newest Street Fighter. Interesting. Uh, anime? No, the uh, the video game. Uh, yeah, I don't know what you would know her from, Dad. I I know the name of her. I'm like, but she does so much voiceover work. I've been scrolling forever, and I'm only in 2017. Sword Art Online. Um... My Hero Academia. Uh, oh, she was in Dragon Ball. Yeah, I've never been a huge Dragon Ball person. Uh, do, 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 do. What else do we have? Oh my God, she's done so much, dude. I'm like, I'm 2016 now and I've still been scrolling. Oh my God, she is in. <laughs> she has a huge career, right? Video. She does a lot of video game stuff. Yeah. Attack on Titan again. Not a thing I watch. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, Full Metal Alchemist would be. Oh, she was a. She was a character in World of Warcraft, maybe? In the movie? No, the, the game. I was like, if she did the movie, that's probably where I know her from, because I was like, who the fuck did that? Yeah, I, yeah, Dad, I, I honestly don't know. Because it's like she... She very specifically does... Anime, anime and video games right um 
yeah, I mean, she's in she's in a couple of Street Fighters. Yeah, I haven't played Street Fighter since I was, you know, in my early 20s. Yeah. Yeah, well, anyways, um that's my that's my nerdy one, my number 6. What do you got for your uh for your number 5? Number 5. It's going to bother me. I'm going to have to find out. Um it's a show from CBS, uh, a more recent show called Good Sam. Good Sam. Uh, dysfunctional. Oh, it's got Sophia Bush. And look at who plays her dad. Jason Isaacs. Is that him? Yeah. Recognize him? Jason Isaacs. Oh, dude, this is uh, this is uh, Malfoy's dad. Yeah, right. Great show, uh, set in a Detroit hospital. Uh, Jason Isaacs is the like renowned surgeon, like very like house type guy, very self centered very egotistical right uh, gets injured and his daughter who you know like he keeps kind of holding her back because he doesn't want her to outshine him which she would mm. uh, and then he gets injured and she has to step in because she's the next most experienced surgeon in the hospital and basically she ends up taking over his position in the hospital and the whole thing is about him trying to get back to being the head of surgery, her fighting to keep her position as head of surgery, and all the backstabbing, and and then them kind of working out their father-daughter horseshit. Hmm. Interesting. Really, really, really good show, and I was really disappointed that it didn't get a second season. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, but I mean, there's so many shows that are like this. Right. Especially so, like all of these, you know, uh, what would you call it? Like ER dramas. Right. So, I, I mean, that's all these shows are trying to be is, you know, ER. And the other one that's even come uh, close to that is uh, the one that's, fictitiously set here in Seattle. Um, oh, um, yeah, Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy, yeah. <clears throat> right. But, uh, as far as, like, CBS throwing their hat in the ring, like, this was this was a good show, man. Really good, really thought-provoking. Like, you really cared more about what was going on with the characters than you did with whatever random ailment they were fixing. Right. Um, I thought Jason Isaacs and Sophia Bush had great chemistry on screen. Um, I thought they played off each other really well. Um, again, Jason Isaacs is really just playing down is playing a, a milder version of Malfoy. Right. Of Lucius Malfoy. He is like he is good at that 
sort of you, like pomp. Kind of. And then who plays the mother? That is. Um, uh, Hold on a second. I just had it. Here, good Sam. Um, uh, Wendy Crewson. I think so. Yeah, that's her. But really great show. Um, you know, and, and a lot. It's like a lot of these shows where you kind of really get invested in them, and then they're yanked out from underneath you, and you're like. Yeah, I mean, I would it. It probably is just like a like a genre thing. Like, there's other shows that do the ER thing better, better than this show, right? Or just have a a bigger following than that show, right? And you have all the sh the Chicago Med, Chicago Fire, right? Yeah, thing you're going up against. So it's like, yeah. But I, you know, I think had this been on another network, you know, had ABC put it on uh, after Grey's Anatomy or before Grey's Anatomy, I think the show takes off. Yeah. Uh, but you know, with nobody really having broadcast TV anymore, and you're you're having to pay for all these different subscription services, it it's hard to compete with shows like Grey's Anatomy or, you know, Chicago Med. Right. But very good show. The good, you know, give it a watch. It's it's really good. It's kind of like the, again, that's why I put it, put it at my number five. Like, it's the perfect, like, middle of the row. Like, okay, everything's either going to be better than this show or worse than this show. Right. And, and this, this show is that good, that, that good, uh, litmus test, basically. Right. Uh, let's see. My number five, I've got Futurama. So, even though Futurama has... Canceled the first time, right? It's actually been canceled twice. Right. And they're rebooting it again. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, it's such a good show. It it's is. Like... Uh, um... Like Mike Judge, you know, anything that guy really touches should be fucking good. I know. And like uh, it's American Dad's so fucking funny. Yeah, it's I mean it's just one of these adult animation shows that for whatever reason the studio seems to think that it can't be as successful as how much the audience loves it or there's some sort of disagreement about what can and can't be done in the show. Like, I don't understand exactly. There's a, there's a lot of conflicting information as to like why the show has been canceled as many times as it has. Right. But I think what makes it kind of the standard is that um, it manages to beat being canceled. And so, like, even though it's been canceled multiple times, 
it's still it's like the bad penny or yeah cat you can't can't seem to fucking get rid of right because the cat came back the very next day <laughs> yeah and like i am i am really really happy that uh what hulu picked it up for a new season this year I think like it, i think like it's airing at like the end of the month or something like that that's one of the, it's one of those shows that like when there's when i want adult comedy it's one of these shows that i'll put on yeah it's kind of like paradise pd that way like so funny so kind of out there and i think you get you get Futurama off of network television and allow them to branch out a little bit. I think you're going to see Futurama get a lot more risque. Right. And really kind of spread their wings as far as the shit that they've wanted to be able to do and haven't been able to do. Yeah. I mean, it's been, it's won so many awards. It's been nominated, uh, what, 57 times. Um, yeah it again it's it's what it does is so good that even when they've tried to get rid of it they can't and so um, yeah I think in in one way it it doesn't really satisfy the conditions of this top 10 but it does like, I mean, you got to remember, Futurama come, initially comes out in 99, which is at the height of Matt Groening. Right. Uh, gets dropped in, what, 02? 03? 03, I think. And then comes back in 08. Has a run from 08 to 2013. And then has a ten-year gap between thirteen and now. Like literally, just got picked up by Hulu, and the new season is coming out on the twenty-fourth. Like it's coming oh, out in a week and a half. Right. So here's the Fox cancellation. Graining and Cohen wanted Futurama to be in the eight thirty time slot on Sundays following The Simpsons. The Fox, Fox Network disagreed, opting instead. To show two episodes in the Sunday night lineup before moving the show to a regular time slot on Tuesdays, beginning with its second broadcast season. Futurama was again placed in the 8:30 time slot on Sunday, but by mid-season the show was moved again, this time to 7 p.m. on Sundays. Its third position is less in less than a year, even with the fourth season. Futurama was being aired erratically because the show was regularly preempted by sporting events. It became difficult to predict when the show, I remember that, when the new episodes would air. The erratic schedule resulted in Fox not airing several episodes that had been produced for seasons three and four, instead holding them for a fifth broadcast season, according to Graining. Fox executives were not supporters of the show, although Futurama was never officially canceled midway through the production of the fourth season. Fox decided to stop buying episodes of Futurama, letting it go out of production before the fall of the 20 uh, of 2003 lineup. 
Mm. Comedy Central tried to revive it in 2009. Right. Comedy Central cancels it. Announce April 23 they would be airing the final episode. Meanwhile, uh, the producer said that they were exploring options to feature on the series as they have many more stories to tell, but would gauge direction news. Screening going and previously expressed a desire to produce a theatrical film or another direct-to-video film upon completion of the series. Walkie, Katie Seagal regarding the series finale so i don't believe it i just hold out hope for it because it's such a huge it has such a huge fan base such a smart show and why wouldn't somebody want to keep making the show so that's my thought hmm. well okay i mean so basically it 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 has time slot issues it has right so i'm sure it's the same thing with comedy central it got to the point where it was competing with something else and right right and then hulu's reviving it well right on man um top five yeah what you got your what you got for four the chilling adventures of sabrina on netflix oh yeah now they again this is one of those shows where they say it has you know four seasons or whatever, five seasons, but it's really Netflix season, so it's really only three. But the retelling of Sabrina from what I remember it as a teenager, which was more in line with the graphic novel. Mm, okay. Uh, anybody that I knew that actually read the graphic novel, they all hated the original TV series um, because it wasn't violent enough. It wasn't, you know, what the show was originally or what the the graphic novel originally was about. Mm. <clears throat> and then this show comes out and they're like, oh, I'll give it. And then a couple of people that I knew that I had actually like watched the original, read the graphic novel. They're like, oh my God, like this, like, this is so much better than the original show. This is, like, spot on with the book. Like, it's very dark, very disturbing. Right. Um, and it was actually going to, this one was actually a casualty of the pandemic. Ah, uh, right. Um, only because they wrapped up and they were supposed to film what they call their fifth season. Um, number of seasons, two, but they have four parts. So they wrapped up the fourth part, and they were slated to do a fifth part when the whole country shut down. Damn. And then by then, everybody moves on and starts doing other projects, and nobody can come back. That sucks. But such a great show. Um, it ranks right up there with like Lucifer. Right. Like it's just like rethinking this old tale that we have in our mind and actually being a lot truer to the original source material. 
super dark. So if you're not into dark stuff, don't watch it. <laughs> right. Like, like I remember seeing reviews of the show when it first came out and people are like, this is not the Sabrina that I remember. Like this is, not. <laughs> well, and then you have other people like this show is fucking amazing. Like, holy fuck. Like, yeah, but, no, it, I haven't seen all of the seasons. I think I've seen the first two or what, or what Netflix considers a season. Um, cause I remember, I remember her getting to the, the, the season when she first gets to the new school. So that's the first one. No, the, our, uh, mm, maybe I've only seen the first season then. I don't remember, but yeah, I remember really liking this show and for whatever reason, I just, never saw the rest of it but um it's one of those ones where like you can definitely just jump back into it yeah yeah i'm sure and it has all the the same familiar like she still has the cat the cat is you know in this show watches over her right she's her aunts she's still a witch but it's not you know your friendly teenage witch this is fucking I may be the spawn of fucking Satan witch. <laughs> so it's, it's a great show. So fucking good. And I always felt like the way they leave the show off, it always felt to me like they were supposed to be another season. Right. Reading up on it. Like, Oh, okay. They actually intentionally left it that way. So they were going to write a fifth season and then the pandemic fucked everything up. Yeah. That sucks. That's my number four. Number four, <laughs> chilling, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Okay. Uh, number four, I've got uh, The Tonight Show, Conan. Conan's Tonight Show. Yeah, that didn't last very long. He got fucking shit-canned real quick. I know. Only it's, it's one of those things where his type of comedy is... It, it was never going to go for the Tonight Show the Tonight Show followers. No, no, it isn't. You know, his is. Yeah, as it's it always sounded like a good idea, but. Yeah, no. I mean, he he's just not. He's not that watered down. Yeah, is the Tonight Show. Not only that, but like, I feel that he, whenever he has comedians on specifically, he, he does really let them sort of take control of their spots. He oh, sets yeah. the, he's, he always setting up the comedians really well for. Writer in it. Right. Cause you know, that's, you know, that's where he got his really cut his teeth was writing for SNL. Right. And, um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's sort of kind of, he, he's always been kind of quirky and off the walls and sort of unorthodox. And so I, I do understand that that's kind of not what they're looking for, for that particular show. And because I, he, he takes over after Jay Leno retires the first time. Right. Right. And then he lasts like a month or whatever. 
and they shit can him and bring back jail. And, he like, gets um a hundred and forty five episodes. He gets two seasons of the Tonight Show. Was was it really that long? Yeah. One forty five is like fifty weeks, not quite fifty weeks. Yeah. So, al- so almost a, a full calendar year. Damn. Before they're like, nah, dude, you gotta go. Yep. Gotta get our old guy back. You suck at this. <laughs> right. Fucking uh and at that time it was NBC Disney, so Mouse House fucking throws all kinds of shit at Jay Leno to get him to come back. Right. And then Conan's like, fuck you guys, I'm going to Comedy Central or I can be me. Yeah, or he... Um, he went to Comedy Central. I thought it was TBS. Was it TBS? Might have been TBS. Yeah, you were right. I knew it was a cable channel. Yeah. TBS, you're right. Team Coco all the way, man. Hell yeah, man. Every Yeah, so many people give him shit, but I fucking love Conan. Conan and fucking uh, the Scottish guy, fucking Craig Ferguson. Yeah, Craig, yeah. Fucking loved Craig Ferguson. That guy was, you know, hitting on everyone, men and women. So, <laughs> God, his fucking sidekick's a skeleton. Right. All right, Dad, what's your number three? What you got? Number three. Number three is Firefly. Hmm, yeah. I never, I never watched Firefly, so like, I know that this is, this is like, on everybody's list, and I've never seen it, so I didn't pick it. Did you watch the uh, the movie? No, that's um, what was it called? Serenity. Serenity. Yeah. Billion, Joss Whedon, but. That guy won't be able to touch anything ever again in Hollywood. Yep. Adam Baldwin. Gina Torres. Great fucking show. This is another one of like, out of the fucking blue, Fox cancels it for no fucking reason. Mm, Yeah. Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk. Nathan Fillion. Christina Hendricks. Yeah. Oh, dude, Zach Afron in a couple of episodes. Oh yeah. Wow. Oh. Fourteen episodes is all they got. And fucking Fox in their infinite wisdom. Yeah, it's got nine out of ten. Fucking everybody loves this show. Right, and and then the. The movie Serenity is the same thing. Huge fucking cult following. Everybody fucking loves it. And they, Nathan Fillion, like, gets it going just so that they can have some sort of closure with the show. Mm. And here it is, you know, fucking 20 years later, and everybody's, you know, there's talk that this show's going to be rebooted again. Hmm. Um, but this show is one of those shows that Alan Tudyk in his uh, comedy show, comedy TV series, um, shit, uh, Con Man. 
it's con man's about Alan Tudyk going to all these conventions and everybody recognizing him for all the TV shows and shit that he's in. <laughs> what his life is like. That show's so fucking funny. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, great TV show. Love the concept. The you know, post-war, everybody's trying to fucking make their way, and kind of old, old west style. They literally fucking have them dressing in the old west, but still using modern stuff. So, hmm, great show. Very, very good show. Yeah, I mean the the artwork in it looks like it's I mean for 2002 like I'm sure it doesn't I'm sure like all the CG and stuff doesn't age super well, but at least like the set the sets and the costumes and stuff. Well, and you have to remember in 2002 they were probably still doing a lot of models. Oh yeah. versus CGI. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, still, like the the costumes look good, the set right. pieces look good. Like that's a show that the cost, like the design people, the costume design people probably would have gotten Emmys for. Yeah, let's see. And it pushed into two or three seasons. I'm yeah, outstanding Viz effects. Yeah, it won. Uh, it won a primetime Emmy in '03 for special visual effects in the series. Um, it's got a Saturn award. Um, it's got a couple of Hugos. So it's one of those things where I wonder if like Fox just were getting so many complaints about Whedon that they just, that it was, it was his, that it was his force Fox to cancel it. Yeah. I mean, you kind of wonder, like, now that all this shit's coming out about him, you're like, God damn, that dude was fucking, and he was, he was toxic back when he was doing fucking Buffy. Yeah, and it's weird, like, Buffy, it looks like, is getting um, rebooted as well. Which means that Angel's going to get rebooted. Yeah, because it looks like um, it looks like it's got five episodes that are supposed to be coming out at some point. Buffy. Yeah, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It looks like it's getting rebooted. Uh, it'll be hour long TV series. Um, where? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be out on. Hmm. But interesting to see if is are they getting Sarah Michelle Gellar back? Or? It has n it has no cast information. It has nothing other than an episode guide. Yeah, I have I have no idea. I wonder if. Yeah, a reboot of the classic series. Hmm. Interesting. Hold on. Let's see here. Buffy, Vampire Slayer, 
Reboot. Um, uh, Buffy has officially been rebooted. Thought that Geller says she's. Oh, but. Not Buffy the Vampire. Yeah, Sarah Michelle or Sarah Michelle Geller says it doesn't need to be done. Hmm. Very proud for the show. Uh, do, 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 do. Um, let's see. Oh, looks like they're fandom. The five issues will be published. Oh, so maybe they're doing this off of. Yeah, I don't know what. Hmm. She is saying that she won't return. Right. So there's no sense. Uh, do, do, do. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I don't. No. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. There's, I don't see a whole lot of other information about it that. Project has been put in put on pause by Disney. Oh. Yeah, the show has no official network. So sounds like they're looking for somebody to um, publish it and they're having because obviously until Disney separates you know, Mouse House from Fox and starts, you know, getting the more adult material onto Right, where does it put its adult content on? Right. Like, how, how does it do it on Disney Plus? Like, would you, yeah. You can't. Like, there, there has to be a Disney Plus and, like, you know, Fox or... Uh, what was the... There was rumors that Disney was going to redo, like, not Searchlight, but one of their other production companies that handled uh, PG-13 and above ratings for Mouse House. Yeah, it was... Um... But they were the, I, I read oh, something that, that they were going to um, spin that off into its own streaming service, and that's where all the Fox content was going. And all the shit, I can't remember the name of it. I can, it's not Searchlight, it's, um, oh, uh, let's see, um. Produced uh, Touchstone. Touchstone. There you go. Yeah, they're going to do. They're going to spin Touchstone off into their own, um, and then let Touchstone streaming handle all the Fox stuff. Right. All the Fox and Touchstone and Searchlight stuff. Mm. 
Yeah, good luck, bud, with everything else that's streaming out there. With Disney owning so much fucking shit. Like, there's so many shows out there, TVs, movies, that I want to be able to watch, and I can't because they're owned by one of these other giant conglomerates like Disney. And, and they're they, just fucking hoarding them because they don't know what to do with it. Right. Because, or the people that actually have the rights to stream it are in the wind, dead, like, you know. Right. Um, because, you know, when a lot of these movies and TV shows came out, streaming was not even a concept. Well, not only that, but it's just like, because streaming is such a different medium, yep. like in order to have any real success in a streaming service, you have to boot it up with a bunch of content front loaded and ready to go. So I wonder if there's like a certain amount of, like they're trying to gather rights to stream all of these different shows and until they get past a certain threshold they won't even consider opening a new service. Because I would assume that Disney would just do what they do anyways, where, like, you buy the Disney service, and it gets packaged. Well, like, Hulu It gets packaged and... with the Marvel. It gets packaged with the Pixar stuff. You know, like, it gets thrown into the mix, you know, like they were doing with ESPN and shit like that. Right. Right. Uh, it'll be interesting, but, you know... Like I had to, I had to literally go out and buy a physical copy of Airheads because it's not streaming anywhere. Hmm. Because it's a Fox. Interesting. Yeah, I'm surprised Fox doesn't have their own. Well, they're owned by Disney. Yeah. And Fox had originally set up uh, most of their streaming rights with Hulu. Oh, right. I mean, hey, if you've got a if you've got a TV show, there's really not a better place to put it than Hulu at the moment. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, there's some like oh fuck, I'll watch this. And, Other yeah. than like, I don't know, maybe Peacock or something like that. Peacock's good. I like them all. Um. All right. Well, Firefly I, number three. I like it. Um, my number three, I've got Almost Human. Almost Human. I don't ever remember watching that one. Uh, it was with Carl Urban and... Oh, what's that? And oh, Michael Ely. Yeah, that's the one that I did watch. The one where Michael Ely is the, is the AI investigator right. and he gets paired with Carl Urban as like like a buddy cop right so this is like um what's that uh harrison ford um yeah um uh blade runner blade runner meets fucking um it's uh, almost like um uh what was that oh uh minority report it's well, it's got kind of like a minority report like JJ Abrams kind of thing to it but basically it's 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 a world where technology has outpaced security and right. and all of that kind of stuff and so they're fighting 
they're fighting crimes that are enabled by like a highly like a technologically advanced criminal society right that can find ways around being caught better than the police are able to manage and so they start rolling out these ai units these ai robots that look human to try and help the detectives and help the police actually catch the criminals because criminals are too good at not getting caught anymore yeah and it was it's only one season it's highly rated eight out of ten um yeah yeah it's monday night eight o'clock spot on fox and it's just another one of these really great shows that fox fucking had and decided that it wasn't good enough to be picked up and and to your point uh jj abrams did the music yeah 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 it was one of his um it was one of his what is that uh bad robot is that his his company uh is it what the fuck is my not bad um but yeah once again fox proving to everybody that they know tv all right i mean overall rating 7.9 on one 8.2 on another TV Guide's terrible. Rotten Tomatoes gives us a 69%. IMDb, 7.9. Very good show. I do remember watching this show. First time I heard Carl Urban's name, I remember that. Yeah, and then, like, I think he does... I can't remember if he did this show and then got um and then got his oh no he did dread first and then he did this because like those roles are pretty similar yeah dread is 2012 because he yeah and he was also doing star trek at the same time so like he does like star trek and dread and so he, he like does these sort of sci-fi roles and this isn't just another one that fits into that fits into that sort of genre and he did such a fucking good job right but yeah that's my uh my number three so what you got for your number two dan number two disjointed disjointed Comedy series again on Netflix. Kathy Bates plays this old hippie woman running a fucking head shop. Dispensary. And just the cast of fucking drugged out bullshit people coming into her shop. So fucking funny. I. I will randomly rewatch episodes of Disjointed all the time. Mm. Yeah, it's only got two seasons. Two. Or no, one season. <clears throat> but it's yeah, another one of those things where like the first half of the first season is. Yeah, so the first 10 episodes comes out August 
2017. Second half comes out January 2018. And they leave it on a cliffhanger too, basically like, oh yeah, what, what, you know, what's going to happen? Right. Tone Bell is in it. Elizabeth Ho, Ho, Dougie Baldwin. Dougie Baldwin's so fucking funny in that show. Yeah. Aaron Clifton, that Molin, Moten. Let's see. Kathy Bates. Yeah. I mean, this is like one of those shows that like you tried to get me into and I've seen a couple of episodes and it just has, there, there's something just about sitcoms in general that I, I don't like. All right. Um, and so I, I have a really hard time enjoying these kinds of shows. Um, but I do remember it being a really popular show when it came out. Well, yeah, because a lot of the marijuana laws still hadn't been quite ratified. Right. Very topical. Um, in the season, their season one cliffhanger, the DEA raids the head shop and takes everything. Mm. Um, it's just so well done, so well thought out. It's like they it's like they knew they weren't getting uh, another season. Almost like that, or like <laughs> the path that the cliffhanger part because marijuana laws were changing, and places like this didn't need to really exist anymore. Right, where you had to have a doctor's note, basically saying you could smoke pot but was still technically illegal on the federal level. Right. So, but fucking Kathy Bates, phenomenal in this. Like, she's just such a great actress. Yeah, I mean, I don't know of anything that she's been in that I, like, overtly either wouldn't watch or... She's like one of those actors that if she's in something or whatever she's in, you'll, you'll give it, you know, you at least have to get it, give it some consideration. Uh, Ken Marino's in it. She's fucking hilarious. She's such a good comedian. Uh, say that again, Dad. Betsy Sodaro. When you see her, you go, oh, I know that chick. Um, Michael Truco is in it. Right. No, I mean, yeah, I mean. Taekwon Doug. <laughs> it, it is a good cast. I mean, you're not going to. Like, they put together a really good cast for this. And, like, it just, why Netflix didn't go past one full season, I don't know. But great fucking show. I loved it. Still fucking watch it. Mm. 
That's that's my number deuce. Number two. Let's see. I got Freaks and Geeks. I never watched it, but that like that's one of those ones that shows up on everyone's fucking list. It's always like top three. Yeah, it's just like um, it's uh, Paul Fahey, so it's like the um, like very late night comedy, but it's got all of these actors in it that like they get their start doing this particular show. Um, James Franco, Seth Rogen, Jason Siegel. And Nick Cardell. I can't Cardellini. Cardellini. Yeah, Sam Levine, John Francis Daly. I there's so many people. Uh Busy Phillips. Yeah, I think it's like that. Um there's so many people that like this. Goddamn. This is like not the first thing they did, but kind of puts puts a bunch I, of actors on the map. Yeah, Shia LaBeouf's in it. Yep. Thomas F. Wilson's in it. What? Mm-hmm. For those that don't know who Thomas F. Wilson is. Biff. Biff. Rashida Jones, love her. Jason Schwartzman. Yeah, he play he play or um he plays the um the gym the gym teacher. Right. Mike White's one of those guys he's like a C or D level actor these days, but you're like, oh well, that guy's been in so many other things. Yeah. Oh, like, goddamn. Sam McMurray's in it? Shit. Yeah, dude. And, and it's... What? Fucking Steve Higgins is in it. Yeah, dude. Like I, like I said, there's a ton of people in this, and it's... It's one of these sort of, like, coming-of-age shows right? that... um it was very low budget, like very independent. David Kochner's in it. Love that guy. Um, tons of people that you know, very highly rated, and it's just kind of one of these one of these shows that got a cult following after after the fact. Looks like you might still be able to watch it on Hulu. Um, let's see. Yeah, Hulu and Hulu Paramount. You too. Pluto and Prime right now. I'm gonna have to fucking watch that. There's just so many fucking actors in it. You're like, God damn. Yeah. I'll have to give it a give it a shake. Yeah. Uh, ready for numero uno? Well, uh, let's do honorables real quick. Okay. Um, I have two. So pull up. All right. Or out. Just minimize the window. Uh, my number one 
my number two honorable is Party Down. Um, just this great cast of characters that basically party service. And they're, they're all basically like waiters and waitresses and shit that just do these, you know, giant parties during part, you know, during, you know, the spring and summer season to make ends meet. Okay. Great, great show. Watched it on Hulu. Um, and then my actual number one is eight simple rules for dating my teenage daughter, which although it goes past the, the three season mark, the reason it went past three seasons is, um, there, the reason it really should have been canceled, but, um, the reason I put it on there is because of, uh, John Raider's death. Mm, okay. Um, and they really just kind of like tried to finish out the, it's 76 episodes, so, um, but they really just kind of tried to finish out what they had and what was with David Spade coming on. Um, but, they have three seasons, 28, 28 episodes in the first season. Holy fuck. Wow. 24 episodes in the second season. I think that's when John Ritter dies, isn't halfway through the second season. Hmm. Okay. It's on ABC right now. Uh, the first three episodes of the series second season had been completed when Ritter experienced discomfort during a rehearsal on sitcom on September 11th. God damn. 2003, rumors took him to the nearby hospital where he was misdiagnosed as having a heart attack and as a result his condition had worsened when physicians later diagnosed him with an aortic dissection. He died that evening at the age of 54. So had they properly diagnosed him when he first went in the hospital, they probably would have saved his life. That sucks. And then they finish out the second season and then do a third season with David Spade and the show gets canceled after that. Because it was Katie Seagal and John Ritter, our mom and dad. Yeah, and that was it was their dynamic that really kind of drove the show. Mm, right. Okay. But that's my honorable mention, my number one honorable mention. Nice. Honorable mention, I've got Samurai Jack. <laughs> All I can think of is Grandma's boy. Mom, did you remember to record Samurai Jack for me? That's funny. <laughs> it's such a good fucking show, though, man. That's all I can think of. And then it, it instantly rolls into, thanks for jerking off on my mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, dude. I mean, uh, fucking Samurai gets, uh, 
gets sent through time to the future and oh, he nice. has to he has to fight his way through um through the this evil this evil warlord aku and um Sorry, you'll have to excuse my uh, my roommates who are screaming at each other. Fighting over a fucking inner tube to get in the pool? Uh, no, they're going to the river. Oh. Uh, they better enjoy the river soon before it dries up. Eh, no, it'll be fine. Just kidding. Or, or it won't. You never know. Right. Um, but yeah, it... Um, so apparently we have found one time travel thing that you actually like. Yes. Yes. Indeed. Um Yeah, it just it's um it's a show that is just completely excellent. There's there's nothing bad about this show at all. Um I don't really know if it if it I can't remember if like the show actually ends at the place where they ended it. Um, or if it's or if it's like they could have done more with it, I can't really remember. But I do remember reading something about it when I was it's a time travel show looking at canceled shows, and I just I couldn't help myself. I was like, oh yes, and so that's why it's my honorable because I didn't I couldn't really get all the research done that I wanted to get done on the show, right. so. Yep, that's my honorable. Um, what you got for number one, Dad? Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. That's the one where he's the 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 coach, right? Yeah, soccer coach in England. It is such a good show. There's only three seasons. There's only ever going to be three seasons of Ted Lasso. But so well done, so well written, so well acted. Like, it's just a phenomenal fucking show. And the fact that it only got three seasons is a bit of a letdown. Mm, yeah. Like, watch it. It is dark, funny. It's, you know, again, throw an American in who is forced to live in England and have having to fucking you know, figure out life, but, you know, he does, he just has this very optimistic outlook on life and trying to get this failing football club back on its feet, right itself, using his, you know, Midwestern wisdom. Just, it's really fucking funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is another one of these shows that you try to get me into, and I just never. Did you ever watch it? No. That's it. I didn't think I was gonna like it either, and it was one of these times where I wasn't feeling my normal like rerun shit, and I just I was like, "Fuck it, I'll watch it." And after the first episode, I was like, "All right, I like, I love this show." Those honestly are like the best shows. The ones that you're pleasantly surprised by. Because I, I just like I hadn't I was like, eh, 
an American in fucking England. Yeah, we've seen this fucking horseshit before, but it's they get all of the soccer spot on the you know just. And I, from what I remember, it's like he doesn't really know much about soccer, but he no, does know a lot about like dealing it, with players and like connecting with people. He literally, he literally, there's a, in the first episode, there's him and his assistant coach that comes with him have a bet. And he's like, I, the assistant coach is like, I bet you will never know what an offside is. <laughs> Very last episode, he ends up winning the, Ted Lasso ends up winning the bet. Oh, that's funny. So like he, catch, he catches an offside when the other two assistants weren't really paying attention and didn't see it. And he's like smiling like, what are you smiling about? And he's like, 51 was offsides. He's like, what? And then all of a sudden the referee pops up like, shoot, offside. <laughs> so the assistant just reaches in his pocket and hands him like a $50 bill. He's like, I told you. He's like, I didn't believe it. <laughs> That's funny. But it's just, and it, it, and again, you know, they go into the, the massive differences in culture. Right. Um, and it, it's not a... And the reason I think you would like it is because it's not that like sitcom type comedy. Right. But when it calls for it, the comedy is spot on. And then there's the cringy comedy and this and you just oh because it's um Jason Sudeikis does run it. Right. And, as well as um, the guy that plays Roy Kent and the guy that plays the assistant coach. Those guys are basically the three writers on it. Uh, Brett Goldstein and um, Brendan Hunt. Right. Those three basically are the writers on it. Right. Um, so much so that um, Brett Goldstein does another, ends up getting another TV show on Apple TV um, called Shrinking. Oh, yeah. Harrison Ford and um, Seth Jason um, God, I can't think of his last name. Jason but uh, Goldstein is the writer and producer on that one as well. And he's just like you know, basically he's like parlayed Ted Lasso into getting another one of his show ideas. Interesting. Yeah, because that's, that's one with Jason Siegel and Harrison Ford and um, Jessica Williams. Jessica Williams. Krista Miller, who was um, from uh, the Drew Carey show. Mm, okay. And apparently Krista Miller has been the um, music producer or music supervisor on every show she's ever been on. Really? Including Scrubs. Huh. Scrubs has one of these phenomenal fucking, like that show does music so fucking well, it's amazing. Hmm. It's, Scrubs is like the comedy version of Smallville. 
like it just it gets the music spot on and it's music from musicians of the time right I, I just read an interview with her where she was like, yeah, yeah, I've been the music producer on every show I've ever been on. I'm like, what? Interesting. But, uh, yeah, so he, so, um, Brett Goldstein parlayed Ted Lasso into producing Shrinking, which, again, super dark comedy. Um, premises. Jason Siegel is recovering from his wife dying suddenly, but still having to raise a teenage daughter and help people in his uh, psycho psychology or you know his psychiatric practice. Right. And Harrison Ford is his mentor. Mm, okay. So super funny, super dark. Fucking love that show. But Ted Lasso. I'm telling you. Just watch it. It's it's an American sports comedy drama television series. Mm. Like, um, and there are like there are times where where I was like, "Fuck you, Ted Lasso, asshole, <laughs> make <me> cry." <laughs> um, and it's it, you know he, he leaves his his wife and his son home in, I think he's from Oklahoma or Kansas, one of those fucking rectangular middle states. So it's him dealing with family and emotions and, and personal things, as well as having to deal with his players and their feelings, emotions, and family dynamics and stuff like that, as well as dealing with the front office and all that fucking drama. Mm, okay. It's a good show. Like it is like I said, there's it's not a laugh tracky type sitcom. It is I I would actually flip it and say it's a dramedy more than a comedy. Um Right. But it's a very funny drama. Nice. Yeah, I mean it's it's won eleven primetime Emmys. It's been nominated hundred and eighty three times. I mean, think about that. That's wild. Hundred and eighty three times in three fucking seasons. Fifty four episodes. Thirty four episodes, excuse me. Yeah. Three seasons, thirty four episodes, and it fucking it, it was just a powerhouse of a show. It was it's Worth the watch. Yeah, Golden Globes, SAG, WGA, DGA, PGA. And this all came out of um, kind of got sparked by a skit that Sudeikis and um, the other guy, um, Brendan Hunt, did while they were fucking sitting in a pool talking about. And then, so they end up talking about like, oh, what it'd be like if an American, you know, got thrown as, and then, so they do that character as a TV spot, like five, six years ago. And then they were like, oh, hey, what if this got made into an actual TV show? And then like Apple came to them like, 
okay, let's do it. <laughs> and they're like, oh, oh, shit. Uh, yeah. Okay. And again, even Jason Sudeikis says, like, I, I don't fucking know anything about football. And, but Brendan Hunt actually does, so. And then um, a lot of the people that are on the football team have actually played football. One of them was even a uh, uh, an actual professional, so- ex-professional soccer player. So, mm, interesting. So, it it's accurate. It's it's yeah. There's it's my number one show. Like I've rewatched yeah. it with Noah. Noah fucking loves the show. Um, like it's just such a good show. Nice. What's your number one? Uh, my number one is Chappelle Show. Oh, fucking Chappelle Show! The uh, the only show that has successfully canceled itself. Right. <laughs> so it's like, all right, I can't not on a topic like this. But yeah, I mean, it's just one of the best. Like it, it's sketch comedy shows to that next level where they needed to go, but nobody was willing to take that first step. Right. Right. The only people that can get away with doing that kind of sketch comedy would be Dave Chappelle and, uh, Oh my God. What's, what's the, um, what's that other guy's name? Um, Neil Brennan, Neil Brennan. Yeah. Yeah, Chappelle show. That goddamn that show is so fucking funny. Yep. And uh Dave Chappelle canceled it. You well, know. yeah. Dave Chappelle was like, I'm too fucking famous. I'm out. I'm going to Africa. I'll be back. Maybe. <laughs> right. Gotta get it the fuck away from you people. Yeah. Um well. I'm. I don't really think I need to explain Chappelle Show all that much. Um, I haven't seen it. Go watch it. Yeah. No shit. Um, the final season is the season without Chappelle. So, um, right. you know, that's where Charlie Murphy, Charlie Murphy, and uh, Donnell Rollins kind of take over the show and just talk about and fucking replay shit. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's not like the greatest season of television you're gonna watch. Still fucking funny though. That shit was. Oh like yeah. Still oh yeah. So um. What are we doing next time, Dad? Fuck your couch. Um. Okay, so we we gotta do something food related. I I kind of feel. Okay. We haven't done food related in a while. Uh, let's see. Marvel movies. We're doing TV shows now. We did music before that. Uh, sports before that. More songs. Video games. Football. Cartoons. Yeah, it's been a while since we did movies. Lotto money. That one was fucking hilarious. Um. Yeah, we could do food or we could do... Yeah, we... food, food sounds good. Did we ever do summertime foods? Uh, we did 
barbecue side dishes we did um sandwiches we did alcohol yeah but we haven't done anything recent the one thing we food going through the list is thanksgiving right Halloween candy. Hmm. Whoa. Hold on a second. Let me find our master lists. Barbecue side dishes was August of last year. So right around this time. So. Ooh. Give me a second. Master of Puppets. Master of Puppets is pulling your strings. You know, I fucking love that song. Fucking love those early Metallica albums. And it wasn't until I was watching The Professor of Rock that I found out that that song was actually about drug addiction. Uh, just so you know, Dad, I am wandering around my room looking for the list, so I have no idea what you just said. And I'm not going to be listening to anything you say for a little bit until I find the list. So go ahead and take the show. I was talking to everyone else. That's okay. Okay. Just uh, letting you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, when did that uh, Master of Puppets come out? Like 86, I think. 87. Master. Put an S in there. Master of Puppets. Uh, Master of Puppets album. Um, came out in 86. So I was right. So <clears throat> I'd probably been listening to that album since, I don't know, 89 or 90. All this time, never knew that it was a song about drug addiction. Um, and then when you have that idea in your head and you're thinking, oh, Master of Puppets about drug addiction, you actually listen to the lyrics, it actually makes a lot of sense. End of passion play, crumbling away, I'm your source of self-destruction, veins that pump with fear, sucking darkest clear, leading on your death's construction, case me, you will see, more is all you need, dedicated to how I'm killing you. I'm crawling faster, obey your master, your life burns faster, obey your master. Master of puppets? Yeah. I was just saying that been listening to that song since like eighty nine or ninety. I had no idea it was actually about drug addiction. Until I was watching um watching um Professor Rock. Yeah. Interesting. Oh shit! And you actually like listen to the lyrics, and you're just fucking singing along with them. You listen to actually listen to what they're saying. You're like, holy fuck! It really is about drug addiction. Um. Oh, that would be, that would be an interesting list. Top ten songs with uh, what would that be? Like what, what like lyrics that you didn't understand or like lyrics with the, like songs with a deeper meaning. Ah, songs with deeper meaning. Yeah. That would be a decent, maybe a decent one. 
Another one would be uh, uh, two songs that you think are the same so are part of the same song. Oh, where like you're listening to it and you're like, oh, this is this song, and then you're like, oh shit, no, it's not. No, like where they run two songs together. Oh, well, oh, like a mashup. It's not a mashup, no. So like, think, uh, we will rock you, and and. Um, uh, we are the champions. What? You never hear them played separately. They're always played together, and everybody thinks most people think it's one song. Oh, but it's technically two different tracks. Two different songs. Oh, right. Oh, There's yeah. a problem out there. That's one that's been kind of kicking around. About. Um, or yeah, that would be like um, another brick in the wall. Right. It's technically a three-part song. Right. Um, the first half of uh, 2112. Mm, yeah. Everybody thinks it's one song, but it's, ac it's actually like four. Anywho, so what we got on the list? Um, okay, so for food, we have... Um, Oh, what was it? Uh, fast food menu items. Uh, restaurants that are only good at making one thing. Yeah, and Chick-fil-A is not good at making chicken. They're only good at making sauce. <laughs> uh, here's one that would be interesting. Death Row Meals. Ooh, we should do that one. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, for sure. And we got to get some of these other motherfuckers that have fallen to the wayside to fucking show up. Yeah. Um, okay. Death row meals. I like it. Me too. That's a good one. I like it. Sweet. Sounds good. Then. Place out boy. All right. Later everybody. Deuces. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of Triple T. Please like, share, subscribe, and leave us a five-star rating wherever you listen to Top 10 Talks. Make sure to tune in next time for another one of our lists from all of us here at Top 10. Thank you once more, and remember, stay beautiful. women hairy russian women and if they don't have a penis to pee on me i'm not interested wow i give it a uh, a 10 a 10 a fucking 10